Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their inceptions to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined today by Leonard. Hello. And Cameron. Hey, everyone. Yeah, we're, we're back again, uh, another full host episode. We are returning yeah. to the lands between uh, with another episode. Uh, Elden Ring centric episode. Peace. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 been a minute. These were intended to kind of be uh, bi-weekly episodes uh, that got away from us, but that's all right. Elden yeah. Ring didn't go anywhere, and there's no there's so much of it. So <laughs> we'll be at this for a while. Like yeah, just a little while, year or something. I don't know. Probably. It'll it'll take a and minute. Then, yeah. And then yes. when we're done, they'll announce the DLC. Of course, uh, just yeah, in time. exactly. <laughs> yeah, or release it more likely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, how how are you guys doing, Cameron? How's things been? Uh, I'm doing great. It is like four days until we get the keys for my new house, and then in exactly a week, we're going to be doing the big part of the move because it's a long weekend, so it's the easiest time to do it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty psyched about that, but also just, uh, I'm, I'm on holiday. The, the school term for, uh, term one down in Australia is over and I don't have to deal with kids anymore for like two and a half weeks and I'm happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's always nice to be on a little bit of vacation. Um, and the moving mm. stuff, like it'll be nice when it's done. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Looking forward to getting it over with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it always goes. Uh, how about you, Leonard? I am fine. The weather in California, however, is not. Uh, mm. It has been hot and arid, uh, and I suspect that I may, add, in fact, actually be uh, part amphibious because, uh, much like a frog uh, taken out of a uh, murky swamp and dropped into the desert, uh, I, uh, all of the skin all over my body has decided to desiccate and flake off uh, as if... <laughs> as if i were a a partially revitalized mummy so that's how i've been and that's Oof. been the last two days this has occurred over the last two days so oh, i need to i need to uh, uh fill up my humidifier and then just have that running um all time apparently because i am uh, mm. like a secret lovecraft monster that yes that always <laughs> needs moisture uh apparently allegedly, apparently. allegedly. By, by, by me no <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness yeah uh the weather here has been it's been bouncing around it gets pretty warm today was kind of chilly what's not fun is the pollen count is at I don't know what year of record high, but it's the mm. oak oak apocalypse, and it's the highest God. amount of oak <laughs> and other nasties just float. Like the cars are are, are powdery yellow. <laughs> it's a lot Ooh. of pollen, and I didn't think I had a particular allergy, but apparently that's not the case because it's been bugging me for a while, and then. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess even if you don't have allergies, uh, you can't just be s snuffling up uh, all that good pollen all the time. Yeah. 
So that yeah. that's not been fun. But I guess otherwise, and then I've had, this is week three of having like a sour stomach. I don't know what's mm. causing it. It's not fun. Um, but it's manageable, I guess. I can live mm. and I can eat my food. So I guess it's okay. But otherwise, otherwise so, everything's all right. <laughs> oh, well, glad to hear it's not yeah. completely awful. Yeah, it's not completely awful. Um, in 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 better news, uh, back to the topic at hand, Elden Ring continues to be uh, very exciting and challenging, and uh, I'm I'm still slogging through uh, with with glee the a child <laughs> in a, a dangerous mud puddle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, since since both of you have finished it, so it's it'll I'll I'll catch up next year. I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's okay. So, there's plenty. There's plenty to go. <laughs> uh, I decided to to you know go back to Stormvale and 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 refamiliarize myself with it um, because <laughs> I <laughs> kind of you know. This wasn't, uh, I was absorbing lore, but, you know, I wasn't really taking in the layout and everything. I was just making progress the first handful of times that I went through. Um, so I'm excited to talk about, like, the the state of Stormvale um, mm. and, and enemies there and, and some nice little environmental storytelling, um... As we talk about the the area, the the first legacy dungeon of yes. of, of Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a wonderful bulwarked bouncing off point. Um, if you just ran right at it, we kind of discussed that a little bit uh, last episode, uh, last Elden Ring episode mm. uh, with uh, with Stephen, and uh, we we everyone kind of charted their path. Um, up to uh, Margit and then how they either went ahead into a store veil or went elsewhere. There's a lot of other places to go. Um, <laughs> the, the, the game is friendly in that manner and it's giving you options, letting you kind of feel your way through the you know, pretty much just a hostile environment every which way yeah. you go. Uh, some places yeah. are just slightly more friendly, or you have a horse, you can just run, just ride off into the sunset in any which way, and uh, it's probably a, a a good bad time, however you, however you uh, end up, or I guess it could be a pretty bad time if it just turns night nighttime somewhere, and things mm. appear and they're yeah terrible <laughs> but so yeah we'll do the same kind of thing we did last time and uh give the listeners our our sort of runs in and at um stormvale and it's 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 immediate environs and kind of the just the lay of the land it's um yeah. it's very picturesque like it's a very oh, it's, it's, it's the, the environmental storytelling is fantastic here there's a lot going on uh, visually mm -hmm. and um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a good place to 
to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Don't move there, Cameron. Maybe. No. Yeah. Don't don't move to Stormvale. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Stormvale is a um is a really beautiful hovel <laughs> to to, yeah, to, put it, to put it to to put it politely. <laughs> Um, and, uh, like, you know, it's, it's this very, this cliffside, like, stately, statuesque castle, um, there's all of this, like, gold filigree on, on the, the ramparts and the parapets, Mm, um, but it's also, like, busted, and in a, in weird ways, like, some of it looks like there's been battle damage that's been lobbed at it from, from the ocean side, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, cannonballs are more likely a trebuchet, which still doesn't work based <laughs> on, on the location of the damage. But then other aspects of it looks like it's been burnt and melted. Others, mm-hmm. other damage is, is rotted. Um, there's this real, this, uh, vine creep, this thorny vine creep that is over yep. every everything including most of the enemies there Mm -hmm. it's 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 a weird place because it is really arresting and it's grand but it's very miyazaki and like yeah it used to be like a significantly more beautiful place once upon a time yeah yeah definitely Uh, i just love how much builds up to it like it is one of the first things you see in the game. Like you, you start in that little mini zone, the Chapel of Anticipation. You open the door, and Stormvale's there. Then you go through the tutorial cave, and you open the doors, and there's Limgrave. And up on the hill, right in the center of the shot, is Stormvale. Like this entire first area of the game, which, as we recounted in the last Elden Ring episode, is not entirely the first area of the game for a lot of people. <laughs> Um, yep. is building up to this exact point, and it is a wonderful experience to sort of work towards and then just dive into what I think is probably one of the best FromSoft levels ever. I love Stormvale's design and layout so much. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's something that, like, you... you there's like there's this decayed grandeur about it that you get um and i think this this has mm. been the strongest opening sense of that yeah like really in any of the um the the from soft games um specifically the the demon souls dark souls you get a little bit of that in yeah. um boletaria um, from mm, Demon yes. Souls, but I think that this is that this is that like honed, like fine tuned. Um, yeah, and it. What's nice is it. It doesn't suffer. Uh, there's a little bit of it, but it, it's not suffering from the object clutter that you get in Bloodborne environments um, or Dark Souls Three. Like this, mm. it's pulling from those spaces and giving you that sense of of the um storytelling and sense of place in the um the items kind of strewn about uh the castle but Mm. they're not 
tons of it. It's 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 a little more subtle, I guess. Yeah. Is, is is the way to kind of express that the um the the damage to the the castle. I think that's the most striking aspect because it's not just simple uh, <coughs> some uh, the siege weapon strike. It's like bored mm. through. And almost <laughs> slagged stone, like something magic, yeah. something hit this that that made perfect circles. You can't just yeah do that to stonework, yeah. Uh, right? And yeah, and so then that uh, with the um, the brambles and everything, it's uh, a more well lit version of the. Uh, the, the castle in Disney's Sleeping Beauty. Um, ah. After all of <laughs> yeah. the thorns yeah. and vines, like were, the curse was wrapped around it. It it gives mm. that feeling, but yeah, with more grandeur. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of the things that um, about it is specifically the layout, which is you know. From soft games and and you know level design, there's uh the, they like to do something uh, fantastical, but this is like grounded. It's grounded. Mm. Uh, it it like it is a it is a grounded castle design. Like there are pitfalls and everything, but that's just kind of like a result of not maintaining it. Like yeah. it's bit it's clearly bit been repurposed for one specific like new purpose as opposed to actually being a like castle fortification um yeah and yeah. everything else has just been like swept aside and all the maintenance and all that like it, it just doesn't matter anymore the the only thing that matters is is uh getting body parts <laughs> into this place to then disassemble bodies <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But it yeah, it still has that lived in element as well. Like obviously everything's been repurposed. I think the real striking part of that is the dining hall where yes. there's that one scion and just racks and chains of limbs hanging from the ceiling. But yep. off to one side is like a fully functional kitchen, like a big kitchen clearly for like big banquets and stuff. But all throughout the castle you find these little fireplaces with pots and stoves and a little bit of kitchenware around them where like obviously like the servants and the soldiers are sitting and eating and it feels yeah lived in and real and very grounded i think you're right while still showing you know what the what the overall goal here is which is to feed uh as roderick would say the spider uh give godric many many arms Yes, uh, my favorite detail about the pantry is that all the food's rotted. Mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, because it's it the the all the food's rotted because there are flies on everything and it's filled with rats. So it's like, yeah, yeah. even this the the place where the food is stored at for eating, yeah, that doesn't even matter anymore. It's all about the spider. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Cameron, how, how did you when you yes. got here uh how did you go? Because there there's 
um, multiple paths you can take of two options mm-hmm. sort of given um, when you when you first get to the the main gates and, and meet gatekeeper Gostock. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, f- yeah, first of all, I beat my head on Margaret for like an hour because I was a little underleveled, came back a bit stronger as I described in the last episode. And then after beating Margaret, uh, I went to Gostock. Now, I played the network test, so I'd already explored what I at the time thought was a lot of Stormvale. <laughs> um, how little did I know? Um, so I knew that the main gate was just as risky as he said it was. So I did the the um, the full progression thing, which is I asked him to open the main gate, and then I ignored the main gate and went the other way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Gostock, I feel we should talk about a little bit, is great as one of those little side characters, um, because he encourages you to go through a side path, you know, like, up these ruined, uh, castle walls and sneak in through the side, um, but if you do, every time you die, he steals 20% of your runes. Yep. And keeps them for himself, and you can actually catch him following you. Uh, which is so fun. Um, I think if you get to the the cliffside, Grace, so you go past the where the birds are, you can sneak back around after resting there, and he's up on a ledge, like, watching for you to progress up deeper into the castle to try and catch where you're going. Um, and, you know, he's, he's very surprised about it, like, gives you just a, a pointless little item. It's like, go on, off you go. You, you, got, you got work to do, or whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um... And, uh, yeah, his path, I think, is less frightening but more interesting because you really get a proper tour of how far the castle has fallen, whereas if you go through the main gate, you are meeting the full brunt of Godric's forces head-on. <laughs> like, you literally step through and get shot to death is usually how it goes. Uh, whereas going through the side, I love exploring the inside of castle walls like, the, these walls are so huge that there is an entire set of rooms and passages built inside of them mm-hmm. to for, you know, people to traverse, for defenders to stockpile things. And it is a classic, like, twisty, turny, lots of little hidden paths, Dark Souls level, but making full use of the jump function. Um, there's, there's tons of places you can jump to that look a little out of the way. Uh, I found the Kirk Hammer more or less, which was <laughs> awesome. Um, obviously doesn't transform into a longsword, but it is literally just a... I think it's the brick hammer in this, the yeah. big brick on a stick, yep. and it's just the Kirk Hammer moveset. It was so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's really interesting. Um, the enemy variety in that initial part of the path is not that great. It's like servants and the uh the exiled soldiers and not much else but they do a lot of the classic from soft level tricks with them it feels so voluntaria one one um you know like you're you going through a narrow corridor and then there's a bunch of barrels and a guy with a fire pot and then repeat that going up some stairs and stuff like that uh it's really fun um yeah, and then you break out of where the network test goes ended, and you go so far up the side of the castle walls, and you realize, oh god, this entire castle <coughs> is 
probably bigger than all the playable space in Boletaria combined. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. I love it. Um, yeah, so I went through that side path um, and then spent several hours getting sidetracked exploring the castle sort of exterior and avoiding all the interior space as much as I could, uh, which is wild. Um, yeah, I went, I went down off. So you, you get up onto the walls, up onto the ramparts. Uh, there are some birds that throw barrels, very rude of them. And, uh, you can jump down from there to traverse down the side. Uh, so I did that first, had a heart attack when a ledge I jumped on completely collapsed under me. <laughs> um, again, again, some real Demon Soul stuff here. They're taking like the falls that you can do in the first level of Valley of Defilement, where you know it's a soft enough landing, but they're tricking you with a fake platform and everything. Um, there's a Crucible Knight who I don't think I ever beat on my first character. I just kind of left him alone after a while. Um, and then yeah, you can activate this huge lift that goes up like the entire length of the walls and just really sells the scale of the castle uh yeah it's ridiculous uh i could describe Stormvale forever uh, <laughs> there's so much to do um yeah that, that's the path i took i took the took the outer wall path and then spent forever just exploring along that path more or less leonard did you take the same path or did you go to the main gate I did not, uh, well, I did not go through the main gate, but, uh, and I took a similar path, uh, except I did traverse the wall interior, um, so, uh, funny enough, um, uh, Gostok, uh, makes it really apparent that he's a scumbag, uh, mm -hmm. if you take that route, because, yeah. uh, he locks you in a room with an exile knight. Um, yeah. because he's, he's, uh, worse patches. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what role he fills. He, he fills the role of proto patches. Uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, which is, is actually kind of funny because at this point in my playthrough, I had not, uh, discovered patches, uh, mm. yet. So I, I didn't assume that he was going to be a replacement, but I'm like, oh, I know what you are and <laughs> what this is uh and then i took the interior of the rampart tower uh, uh sans uh the elevator obviously mm. uh all the way to the site of race and uh instead of doubling back down over the wall i jumped to uh the cathedral uh, cathedral yeah. church yeah it is a church mm. um uh and uh was introduced to uh the fancy lad that i had seen in uh some promotional stuff uh, uh, uh rogier the spell sword mage um mm -hmm. uh and then um proceeded to leave for approximately 20 hours <laughs> <laughs> before ultimately returning to Stormvale because I realized that I was breaking my rule of uh, I don't touch any of the dungeons until I've opened as much of the map as I can. So, um, you know, that's a good point for me to, the, to leave off uh, until we uh, proceed further into... Uh, the uh, st uh, castle of Stormvale. Oh, I will um, also note that I like the uh, the little um, 
environment effect of it is always like on the verge of like a storm like it's literally mm. always yeah. cloud covered and like windy <laughs> and just just about to to the storm's just about to break um yeah also a another little thing that i think is actually kind of interesting is if you uh, uh all the uh weaponry uh uh that uh, leads through the front gate that you see the um, soldiers using are appear to have come from Castle Morn, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Because you can see some of that stuff, and there's a part of me that just likes to believe that what happened is that Godric basically conscripted them to give up all of their stuff, uh, and mm. um, that is what led to the troubles at Castle, ultimately led to the troubles at Castle Morn that, mm. uh, you know, we, you encounter when you go there. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I went there to Stormvale, uh, I, I took a, a round, we kind of bounced around a little bit, but I pretty much did I didn't go to the, any areas too far away, and uh, I hadn't gone to. I don't think I had gone yet to um, Caleb. I like I mm. saw the edge of it, and I was like, "That looks bad. I'll <laughs> I'll not do that right now." And uh, went went to Stormvale proper, um, and talked to Gostuck went around the the back side of the the castle and was ambushed by the uh the warhawks that are large yep. fighting birds with swords uh chained to their their talons and yep. yes <laughs> it's they are fantastic and were like one shot killing me immediately and so i just <laughs> took I took a very long time and got through that uh, up through the the side of Grace there, and then made my way into the castle um, through the the little back the back door. Uh, did the same kind of thing where I went up the interior, but when I got to the top, I I doubled back down to unlock the lift all the way. So mm. uh, mostly because I kept dying, and I and I I could not. I was like, there has to be. A side of grace and what happened is i i didn't turn the corner at the top of the tower to <laughs> go to it oh I, I, I went out onto the roof i just uh-huh. i missed that corner <laughs> so i went i got to the roof jumped all the way across because you can just like mantle the top of it and mm. go around the edge of like a parapet and then onto another roof Yep, uh, yeah. and drop into yeah. like a little rooftop courtyard. Well, there's another uh, warhawk right there that dr- yep. like jumps down. It killed me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I don't have a. There's got to be a side of grace because I. This is a long way to walk, mm. and I'm. Yeah. I was maybe level twenty or something, and it just takes so long. Mm to fight every single enemy and then figure out where I can safely kind of try to run past a few people. Um, Mm. So that was, it was an attrition of like 
going back and back and back repeatedly and then I was like oh I didn't look down this one hall oh there's side <laughs> of grace the whole time. right there and <laughs> oh I feel stupid so mm-hmm. um, I unlocked that then uh, and then subsequently the lift and then I was like whoa the lift opens up right here this is like a little hub so mm. I use that to explore the majority of the, the rest of the interior uh, I think I got to um, Rogier and then realized I wanted to go through the front gate. I was like, mm-hmm. I, 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 this is, I want to see what the other side is like, where does that go to? Or I think I, uh, there's a little section, uh, where you walk through and it's like a little training barracks and it, yeah. oh, it, it opens to, uh, where you're looking at all of the, the, ballista men like but you're looking at their backs I'm like, oh, that's, yes. that's yes. weird so <laughs> i was like i'm gonna go through the front gate just to kind of like see what's going on and then um i did the get pin cushioned like three or four times uh went and found a suitable shield and then just like brute forced my way into the front of the courtyard uh mm. killed all the ballista guys and then found the the guardian lions giant line with the, mm. they like to put swords yeah. on things arms so there's a giant they lion like to with put a swords on things sword on an animal <laughs> arm cuz that's how you do in elden ring and yeah so that just like i i fought it i got it i almost i almost defeated it but um it got the better of me even with a like a spirit summon uh to help uh, mostly because it, the the attrition of trying to take out all of the ballista guys, I just didn't have any more mm. um, healing flasks, and then realized yeah. I'm not doing that again. I'm not trying to clear out all <laughs> those guys just to go try to fight a thing when I have no healing. Maybe, yeah. Uh, so yeah. then I just went back through the, the the side of grace at the top of the tower and just kind of went down um, through the the back way. For the, the, the for most of the rest of it, uh, yeah, yeah. So that that section when you go through and meet Rogier, you can see into like a yawning pit, uh, mm. and then you, you walk. There's like a little uh, larder, and a uh, our, our tutorial boss has has made a reappearance. It's the uh, the grafted scion, and yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a it, it's it's a nice little set piece when you walk into that mm. um little room and it's just going back and for something's moving in the darkness cuz it's down below you come in on a uh like a bit of a balcony and there's just all these the limbs like hanging from the rafters. Mm. Yeah. And then you see a thing that's mostly made of other limbs and it has way too many weapons <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm a million arms grafted onto one body <laughs> yeah and i think when i saw this the first time i didn't i didn't wonder one like i had forgotten mm. what the tutorial boss looked like because it just killed me in yeah like two seconds <laughs> um, yeah 
And so seeing this here, like in this different context and it's dark was, mm. I, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> Can I just That's fair. jump across? <laughs> like, how do I, I see a, there's a, there's a glittering treasure across the way. And it's like, I want mm. that. I don't want to go down to the thing. Oh, look, it's guarding a treasure. It must be a key item yeah. or something because it's purple. Yeah. I, yeah. I do like that in this, they, they, they color code like some of the treasures between mm. the, the sort of common like white glowing thing and then a purple thing. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it did in, initially when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's bringing back. Because they've they done stuff with it. The other items are gold um yeah in the previous entries but the purple color just all i could think of was neo and i'm like oh no <laughs> that's the that's the uncommon <laughs> version of something it's like oh there, there's there's so much explosions of yeah. colorful loot but uh thankfully that's not the case here so it's just like key items but yeah yeah that um and this is another instance where when you when you kind of work your way down to 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 battle the grafted scion you run into um for me this was the f the first time i actually had enough of the uh the little sword keys to to access like a little gargoyle fog doors yeah but that one there's an I think it's a shield, but otherwise it feels kind of pointless because you open it and it, it just it mm. allows you to get it into a balcony that you can look down into that huge pit and you can see items down there, but it's obviously so far that even cautioning <laughs> your feet is not going to, to help. Yeah. But yeah, um, you got to find yeah, another way down. <laughs> there's another way down. Uh, there are a bunch of other ways. Yes, down, there's to there's be several. Honest. Yeah, there's several ways down down to there. Uh, but I think that 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 setup of looking down that balcony and kind of like getting a better view of the murky depths there. I was more interested in trying to get to that than like anything else in the castle, really. Mm. So I spent a long time just. Searching for like a, a valid way down. There's um, I had seen uh, on like my Twitter timeline, um, people going, "Oh yeah, there's some hidden paths and things," but you know they're just being they're vague, which is fine. I was like, "I'll just you know, yeah dig around myself." But um, this is a game where I I've jumped into far too many questionable areas and then just you died like <laughs> so many <laughs> yeah. times and there's some things that like looks like you should be able to jump down um and even mm. dropping a little stone like it it landed and was glittering i'm like okay so i jumped nope can't that just insta kills you like so that yeah. that like is not something's wrong with like the the collision mm. on some areas it's not always no properly yeah it's like that's the whole point of having that little thing is to drop the little glitter stones and go okay i can i can go on there um but mm. uh what what i did find was uh and this is a thing where i think a couple other people may have mentioned this is yeah you you can you forget i think that 
some things are waist high and are blocking mm. you because you're just you're so used to that. Um, yeah, you can just jump yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, you could just climb yeah. up some sandbags and just go over it. Uh, Complete freedom. <laughs> the, yeah, there's a part of me that that desperately wants to believe that all of the uh, complaints about the shrine in Dark Souls Two and that waist high wall. That you couldn't just jump over informed a lot of the <laughs> jumping over thing decisions for Elden I mean, Ring. Quite possibly. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're marked really well where it look or they're marked environmentally, but mm-hmm. even with that, mm-hmm. like I missed I ran past several things. I was like, I just don't know where to go, like in this particular area. Um, and I kept running in circles around the stupid uh, grafted scion, like not not down, yeah. but like just in that sequence of rooms over and over. Like, where am I supposed to go? Like, I don't see yeah. another door. Like, every door is opening to something terrible or a dead end. And then, oh yeah, <laughs> there's these sandbags piled against a wall. You can just walk up them like a ramp. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that and that leads you uh, again out and around uh, the periphery of this um, little area, and I, I think it gives you two like it, one part wraps it back down into a room you couldn't access um, except if you were going out on the ledge, and then the other lets you uh, go past the main courtyard, like on a weird. I think you have to have hmm. put cotton on your feet, at least at the the level yeah. I was at. Yeah, I I would I died from the fall, and then I was like, well, I'll try the cotton, and then it was fine. Like it didn't do any damage. I'm like, well, hmm. if you don't have cotton here, if you can't make it, how are you supposed to progress this like spot? So <laughs> yeah, so it's a little weird on how they 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 didn't signpost some of the routes that felt like it ended up being a um like the way you're supposed to go and I'm maybe I missed a door somewhere because <laughs> I think the only other way you could go if you didn't circle around the top of the um, that little scullery area is if you went out through the little training barracks and was like sneaking behind mm. all the all the knights yeah. Um, which is, I think, exactly what I ended up doing, to be perfectly honest. I think I managed to sneak sneak past the knights uh, because I uh, 100% just murdered the Grafts Scion with uh, <laughs> uh, 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 my bow and arrow because, uh, once again, I chose Bandit. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I really do uh, like having the option of using ranged weapons in these games uh, because it just allows me to pull single enemies out of giant groups uh, that I can then dispatch without any issue. So yeah, I just jumped up on the railing and like manually aim murdered it uh, and said, yes, Mm. that is good. Now I can explore this area with minimal fear. (laughs) Yeah, I did the same, but with fireballs. Yeah. Well, no shame. I I stood in the doorway that uh, opens into the lift. Um, 
yeah up to the grace and it, the, the grafted science large boy and can't fit through that little archway so i just stood there and poked him with a spear until he didn't uh exist anymore yep. yeah that's the way to do it yep. everything's an intended mechanic unless they directly nerf it so until they make that doorway larger that's a legitimate strategy <laughs> yep and it's a, it's a it's a dangerous one if you're using a a, a melee build and don't oh, have yeah. something other than a spear because if he hits you like one or two times it's that's it oh yeah <laughs> yeah he's wild yeah <laughs> and this is another instance of uh the lift here and then there's a few other like almost every single lift i've let go up and then tried to jump into the yeah. the shaft like hey maybe there's something nope. yeah. no no uh, uh, but i'll I mean, keep trying serve it. you well later yeah, trust me, it comes in handy yes. eventually. No, oh, I, I figured. I mean, that's just been a <laughs> there's a, a spooky hole, and I I have a I don't really use the torch anymore. I just have a little lantern. Um, yeah, mm. but yeah, the hip little hip lantern just lights the way. Yeah. Um, for the most part. But yeah, that uh, that little kitchen area and the barracks like it's just as an environment i i loved it the the commoners are mm. just sitting by their little nasty cook pot and they're just <laughs> hanging out they they're watching yep. they're watching they're like warming themselves by the fire uh mm. until you roll through their pot of crockery and make them upset <laughs> yeah oh man um Shall we talk about some interesting enemies in the area? Because we've got plenty of soldiers and plenty of, like, little undead commoner guys. But I want to talk about the very first omen that you fight. Yes. In the game, generally speaking. Um, This would be the, the big ogre-like guy with the really big curved sword, Dave? I, I, I'm familiar him. only with his butt that's fair that's fair because <laughs> there may have been scream running up the stairs uh because it was just far too many guys chase i i i like monster trained a bunch of people and their leashes were too yeah. long and i'm i can't stop to fight them I was like, oh, look, an ogre thing. I It's swinging. I rolled, <laughs> duck, dive, dodged, and <laughs> oh, look, a bonfire. Okay. And yeah. then th yeah. th therefore after I only saw um, rotted buttocks uh, staring at me for <laughs> the other time it took me to get to get through the boss repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Fair. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, these, these are an interesting and somewhat important enemy because i mean i mean first of all the the boss before you come in here is literally margaret the fell omen like just a, a bigger even meaner version of these um but yeah the these are really interesting because apparently as far as their law goes they're just like normal people but um some people are born quote unquote cursed with like these yes. little twisting horns and so, if you're if you're a commoner, if you're a lowborn, uh, they lop the horns off because it's a bad omen, and that usually kills you. If you're a noble, they let you grow up, but they lock you away, and you usually end up just 
turned into a combat monster. Um, what is it? It's the, the Omen Cleaver, the, their, their big curved sword literally says, um, the, the blade has a deteriorating malediction etched on it. Uh, indeed, when bestowing a weapon, preparations must be made for taking it away. So they literally give them weapons that are designed to, like, rust away faster so that when they're done with them, they can just get rid of these cursed creatures instead of having to handle them around all the time. Yeah, and yes. you, you get the... Um... No, I've forgotten the name of the item. So we mentioned patches you you find him mm. in a little cave uh south of um stormvale and he he has um so, oh so helpfully liberated <laughs> a um little shackle? A little, yes a, a, a the omen's shackle and it, um, uh, yeah, I believe it's actually specifically Margaret's shackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's Margaret's shackle, and you can use that uh, in Margaret's boss fight to to stun Margaret for a one one time of like some free attacks. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, a la the uh, the music box um, in Bloodborne for um, guest mm. coin. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, interesting because it's like the. Um again the lore on that is like you know he was once imprisoned you again merely because he was an omen as far as we can tell uh and yeah this is literally a remnant of one of those shackles and yeah you use it and it's like a big golden light just pushes him onto the ground <laughs> yeah and uh you get a few free hits which is always nice and, you know, kind of just a little bit, once again, just a little bit of storytelling. Mm. He's clearly, just by the fact, because it's it's a magical sigil that pins him down. It's a, it's mm. a gold magic sigil, and it's like, well, you know, if he were just a normal omen, the probably wouldn't have gone through the trouble of doing that. What makes mm. him so special? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's a special boy. Um, but yeah, I just really like the, the regular Omen enemy showing up this early. Yeah. Specifically because, you know, Margaret's there, so there's a connection. But it's like, yeah, no, these guys are around. Um, actually, I think there might be some... Uh, is it in Limgrave or in Leonia? There's a dungeon that just has a bunch of Omen also walking around. <laughs> um, but yeah... Um, they are, the Omen are important to the overall story of Elden Ring, like the overall lore, and getting to see one here and being like, yeah, it's this weird, brutal, ogre-cursed guy, as like the tip of the iceberg, I think it's really fun. Um, it doesn't really apply to, the, the, you know, our discussion on Stormvale, but I, li mm. I also enjoy the just general, um, that there are multiple different uh omen assets uh as mm. you progress through the game uh because this one that you in, uh, encounter in stormvale has clearly had all of his horns lobbed off uh and ones that you discover later uh do, do not <laughs> and mm. yeah <laughs> yeah um we also get to fight uh little mini alexanders uh, living jars uh, yes. uh, enemies 
Um, oh, now here, here's a question. Uh, Dave probably hasn't found this item, but uh, Leonard, have you found the item, this the spirit ash for for living jars with the excellent pun? Yes, yes, I have. I, yeah, I, I um, have in fact. <laughs> Yeah, so so these are living jars that work as uh, mercenaries a lot of the time. So they are also known as sold jars of fortune. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, yeah, uh, it was really it was a little unexpected to find these guys as enemies, uh, mostly because the community reaction to them was so immediate uh, when they were first shown off, um, but. They're just, yeah, they're little animate jars with little rocky arms and legs. And when you kill them, uh, a bunch of raw meat falls out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It, Which is it, a dumpling. It, it was, <laughs> um, it was incredibly distressing. Uh, the first one that I was forced to kill and discovered mm. that, oh good, it's, it's literally filled with gore. I I already do not I I already don't want to you know hurt them other than yeah they're attacking me but then to also get the because I was just like oh come on I just want to because there was part of me that was like I I was just like I don't know what I think it was like the red lid and I'm like mm. oh man it's the red lid and they're sentient living beings and. I am positive that when I kill one of these, it is the meat is going to fall out, and and yeah. I was right, and 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 it was very upsetting, and it never stopped being upsetting. Um, yep, yeah, uh, not, for not, for the entirety of the game. Not only that, but all of the from what you get from the little mini guys. Uh, all of the cracked yeah. jars you're using are like yeah. the little baby ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're really interesting, actually, because the um, firebombs are very different in this game because you make a firebomb, you throw the firebomb, and then you sit at a grace and you get the jar the bomb was in back. Yes. Because the these cracked pots and uh, ritual pots are regenerating eternal jars. And that is also what these living jars are. They are like an experiment to aim for immortality that went presumably terribly wrong. Um, Not so terribly. They're fine. Terribly, terribly. They, they are. They are a sentient sapient people, I guess. Um, yes. But but yeah, the the idea was if you stuff someone in this jar that constantly renews itself, I guess like the spirit can't escape. And so if you ever die, your spirit just gets stuck in the jar with your body anyway, or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something like that. Who knows? Uh, and then it obviously did not did not hit that exact note on their final build of the immortality pot. Uh, but it's it's just an interesting concept that there's this this race of little jar people running around because someone went, I want to live forever. What if I put myself in a jar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there, uh, but I think the, the, the interesting aspect of it is that, yeah, what, no, actually you just became raw materials to bring this jar to life. And this mm. jar has, 
has a completely separate personality from you. That I mean, that yeah. seems to be <laughs> what the result was, um, mm. which is, um, uh, you know, probably why it didn't become the gold standard of immortality. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad, but yeah, they're like the new they're the new mushrooms. They're that's mm. what the 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 jars are. They're they're the new mushrooms that are actually like say like what if we took Elizabeth from from uh the D- Dark Souls DLC and mm. made an entire race of people that are just kind of like the mushroom men, uh, but they're also <laughs> sapient. Uh, well, they and, they just combine uh, the mushrooms with the pot nobles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. And they love to fight. They do, you know, and they're hard punchers. They punch really hard. Yeah, Those little yeah. jars are, aren't, aren't oh, a joke. <laughs> man, I, I love Alexander. I've not actually finished his quest properly, but I got up to a certain point where I was like, oh, God, is that what you are? And Yo, like... yeah. <laughs> I know that the, part. Yeah, yeah. The, the, jar, the jars are so interesting and so cool and i love their design and also such like dark creepy aspects to them once you get deeper into into all the jar quests which actually there's a new there's a new quest because um since we last recorded there was a patch that finished off a couple of npc quests and i believe just completely added another quest for a jar npc yep (laughs) so i still got to go do that and figure out what's up with um the jars even more so than what i already know um but yeah uh, it was it was kind of heartbreaking to initially fight them because you know earlier in Limgrave you find alexander you free him and you're like yeah well he seems nice maybe the other guys aren't too bad and you come into this one back room in stormvale and there's a bunch of pots just sitting there looking at you and you're like ah i can lock on to them yeah <laughs> oh no yeah oh no there's a big one <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. there's a good one. <laughs> and, and that's the same, like, you. that's the same feeling I got, because I had run into Alexander first, uh, mm. and then got here. And then also I had, uh, because in the Weeping Peninsula, there's the Minor Erd tree, and it has all of the the ginormous mm. jars. Yeah. yeah. And you're just going, yeah. but wait, those are huge, okay. <laughs> they get real big. Yeah. They get so big. Oh yeah, <laughs> bigger than you could possibly imagine. So big mm-hmm. you could see it from a mountain range away. <laughs> oh man, there's there's a lot of jars out there. Um, yeah, yeah, I love I love the living jars. Omens are omens are interesting, and I like their lore. The jars themselves, I feel a connection to. I I adore this specific design of enemy slash character. <laughs> yeah and their like an entire existence is just like a kind of a horrible nightmare like <laughs> because, be, well i mean from the like you 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 know you're probably likely to get like a living jar shard from mm. from killing them and it, the jar shards like yeah these things the jars are faintly magical which uh you know makes them like a real uh, prize for for mages and so mm. they are poached constantly and i'm like ah what like <laughs> y- y- so so l- 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 i mean not to spend 
an inordinate amount of time on this, but let's break this down, which is what likely happened was those jars were were captured, taken from their mm-hmm. home, told to fight by, uh, well, not Godric, but one of his representatives, mm-hmm. uh, and, and told to fight, and then you murder them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and have have their gore splash all over. I think that was the thing that really put me off the most about like the gore being in there is that be- they did the whole bloodborne blood on character mm. thing. So like when yeah. the big one pops and you're using melee, it literally just splashes you with like horrible amounts of gore that you're not mm. expecting. Oh yeah, it's it's a high pressure jar. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it is actually. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Living jars. Very cool. Um. The 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 final like big big impact enemy I think that leaves an impression on a lot of people here is the banished knights. Uh, yes. Specifically, the ones with all the storm weapon arts, because those guys are really hard. <laughs> Their their design is nice, like it's 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 very cool armor. But my god, just all all the moves of spinning up a little storm and then jumping around like a maniac, doing AOE damage. It's um, it's rough, <laughs> or it can be rough if you're not very high level. Yeah, and when there's the uh, when there's I think it's two in a row, and that was that was the guys that were chasing me. <laughs> Mm, oh okay. yeah because you run into two of them <laughs> and then like rough. you can climb a ladder but they can climb a ladder too mm. so then you have two guys just running after you and hucking hurricanes you're like i i, yep. I don't have time for this don't hit me please i'm just trying <laughs> uh, to get but, to an area but the ladder is the great equalizer because if they can't stab you with their incredibly powerful weapon, they sure can be kicked off really, really <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, and that would be great if there wasn't like two or three dudes at the top of the uh, at the top of that particular ladder, like I think right. it's mm. crossbowmen or something. It just it it became uh, I was Benny Hilling all over the yeah. place. <laughs> Just trying to get... That's why I ran past the Omen. Um, And then I found I had to kind of, like, backtrack, uh, unfortunately, slightly to to go meet the other um, NPC because I needed help for the boss. Uh, And I was trying Mm -hmm. to do this offline. And um, uh, Nefeli Lu is is somewhat nearby the, the final bonfire. Uh, and she's, she's pretty cool. Uh, she's hanging out in a side room off of the main stairway. And she's, she's been ordered by her father to, uh, take care of the, the business here and, uh, settle down, um, Godric cause he's just going limb happy and he's been sticking everyone's arms and legs onto himself 
Um, yeah, and totally pay no attention to to the fact that she shares the last name of a major named character that is screamed at you at the very beginning of the game. Pay no, absolutely no attention to that whatsoever. That's completely yeah. meaningless. meaningless. Just a just a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, her uh she she's very helpful um in in the fight against uh Godric. Um I wish that I mean she's she's off the critical path right right there up the stairs. Um but again, if you're just running screaming, you'll just miss her because she's not close enough to she, like if you other NPCs that are calling out to you like they don't sign posts mm-hmm. um her position well unless you have been able to take the time to kind of explore a little more slowly mm-hmm. uh i was not afforded that luxury and even just backtracking a little bit was difficult given the omen uh is just right there mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I utilize sneaking a lot throughout my playthrough, and uh, it is shockingly effective, uh, like, almost all of the time. I was really, like, almost all of my time in Stormvale uh, was spent, like, actually sneaking around... Uh, staying out of eye eye line of enemies, like there were only a few combat situations, like the birds. Uh, with my personal favorite being the elite uh, stormhawks that have mm. uh, the, the 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 mask and 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 shoot flame because there are two variants of them. Um, mm. which I was just taking out with bows and arrows, but I was, yeah, literally always, always crouching, always, like, checking corners, like, just minimally engaging in combat. Um, at least, you know, during my initial time there, um, it was, it was, it was, it really felt good to do because I was like, oh, this is actually a viable strategy. Like they did, like they didn't just put it in there, but it never works. It's like, oh no, it, this is actually completely and utterly viable to get around. It's like in the spirit of my character, which is like, I want to just, I'm looking to, I'm looking to ransack places and smash and grab and get out. And, uh, it, it was very filling to just be able mm. to navigate the zone, like in, in a style that I would prefer to do because, uh, it, it really ended up making it feel more dynamic because I knew people were like running in and like bashing fools, but it, really just felt good to like yeah just sneak a little here sneak a little there hey roger hey nefili uh <laughs> oh i know what this boss fog is i'm leaving uh, but it it, <laughs> it, it 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 felt um it was uh it was a really nice surprise to see how well utilized the stealth mechanic was was implemented here mm. Yeah, I like stealth. That's what I'll say on the on the matter. Stealth is good. 
Yeah, so I think before, uh, Godric, we get to the, the sort of, I guess it's a mini, it's not even really a mini boss, there's no, there's no boss, um, name, mm. but the, um, now the name escapes me, it's, uh, oh, the, is it the ulcerated yes. tree spirit? <laughs> the ulcerated yep. tree spirit. The one down in the bottom of um, the, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the 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 bottom of uh like sort of kind of beneath the castle uh yeah the, it, in the, in, i think in it's the like stormvale crypt yeah kinda. i was about to yeah. say i think it's like literally a crypt the bowels of the castle mm. yeah that's a good way to put it it's deep down there for an ulcerated <laughs> tree spirit yeah yeah you mean the boss that ignores all geometry and goes where it wants Oh, it's fine. It's it's a, it's a it's a spirit, so it's only partially tangible. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. going to be my my excuse. Yeah, that's a these good things, excuse. The these Oof. things, uh, the the souped up pus of man. Yes, yeah, because because yeah. <laughs> that's what they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are. The, hey, they are very cool. No, they the are first. Cu- the first couple of times you fight them is very confusing <laughs> yeah once you get the hang of it they are really fun to fight in my opinion but it takes it takes a little getting used to yeah yeah so i i think it's really one of the really interesting things about my experience with with this is because since i was i was cl- of close combat you know, close quarters melee. Mm. Um, when it came to big bosses, I was like sprinting towards them because I'm like, mm. Mm, "Oh, FromSoft, I know, I know your tricks. I know that there's a chance that he has a grab, but I also know that he's so big and unwieldy that if I'm literally just like a tick and like fused into him, chances are I'll mm. probably be able. I'll most of his attacks will miss, or I'll probably be able to dodge all of them. And it's only if I <laughs> if it allows to get some distance to me that it'll become a problem, uh, which is yeah. super true about the ulcerated tree spirit. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's got the coolest grab attack, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's one of the best. It's great. It's he's. he's Big snicky, sneaky snake. He's so gross. So yeah. gross. <laughs> I hated Alterated s- was a good word for him. <laughs> yeah, I hate it so much because, you know, I had been in crypts and I had seen, like, the root structure thing. And I'm like, mm. ugh, that's gross. That's gross, but very on brand for this gross tree-centric world that we're, I'm currently inhabiting. And then it, I, I it, see it here, and I'm like, uh, well, to be fair, I didn't see. <laughs> it, this wasn't the first time that I saw this boss model. No. I saw it right after the tutorial, but I'm yeah. still like, uh, <laughs> it's so gross. And, oh, uh, look at you. You're, like, trying to pretend to be a tree, but you're just flesh. You're just gross, stolen <laughs> human flesh. Oh, Everything yeah. about this world is wrong. This tree is yeah. evil. <laughs> that was like literally like lit- as soon as I saw it, I was like, "All right, the tree's evil because everybody worships it, and it's like, oh, it's the best thing ever." And I'm like, "This thing is like literally like a, a-, a tree avatar, and it looks like mm. absolute 
garbage. It's just, <laughs> it's just a lot. It, oh, you know what it really reminded me of? It really reminded me of like when you're beating up like one of the angel bosses in Bayonetta and you've partially mm-hmm. broken the their little oh, you know yeah. stone exterior and you're like, oh yeah, that's because right, that, the gross mm. Eldridge. Uh, biblically accurate angel that's underneath. That's exactly <laughs> what what this this yeah. monstrosity gave me. For sure, like it is. Oh, it's 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 like a mix of aesthetics because so much of it in the movement I think is Bloodborne. Yes, and then the appearance is just a straight Elden Ring body horror horror show. It's like oh, um, yeah. But yeah, real cool to fight. Um, if this is your first one, it's rough, but not as rough as it could be. There's a little more space here than in the bottom of the French Folk Hero's Grave. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's important to beat this ulcerated tree spirit, because behind the tree spirit is uh, something of, of plot importance. Something gross that I absolutely something that that is arguably grosser than the ulcerated tree spirit that I love. Yes, ah, oh, it is. So yeah, it it is the tip of an enormous root that is also a face, big gross face, big gross melted face that looks like a mushroom, like an oyster mushroom. <laughs> yeah, or just an oyster. Um, yep, <laughs> and it is the source of all those barbed tendrils and brambles that have been covering Stormvale. They are like growing out of its chin, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the best way it's real gross. It's it's super disgusting. Um it's important to come down here for Rogier's quest, because you have to watch his blood stain, which this might be the most obscure an NPC quest mechanic has gotten. Because it's it's just a blood stain. There's yep. like half dozen around the place anyway. Um, or there's unless, just the unless, one if you're playing off right. Um, mm. Unless you're That's like true. me and I'm like, oh man, get all that meme garbage out of my face. Pure experience, first run. <laughs> so it's always just one blood stain. Yeah, it makes sense in that context. But playing online like I did, I'm like, and here's the fifth person who died to the ulcerated tree spirit. Yep. And here's the six... Wait, no, that looks like Roger. What happened to him? Because it, it is a horrific death animation because he's like, clutches at his chest and then gets lifted like six feet into the air and just suspended there for a second. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, which is... Um, I found like 20, 30 hours later was the animation for Death Blight, which is Can the you... new petrification standard. Yep. <laughs> sure Um, is (laughs) yeah a a little evil tree grows out of you and hoists your body into the air um (laughs) yeah literally Uh, spears you mm. supplants itself um and 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 there's also a a a talisman is that what the yep the rings are called yes the uh death prince pustule pustule Yeah. yeah Uh, and surprise (laughs) yes Mm. and surprise it's 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 oh man oh my god 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 godwin godwin the golden (laughs) godwin Godwin the golden yeah this is him this is him 
even <laughs> this is him the the game tells you the game from a, in in a series of games where things constantly lie to you tell you <laughs> i mean to be fair it's telling the truth this time i mean <laughs> mm, well sort of, sort of. Uh, yeah. It's complicated. It's like right at the start of the game, they're like, and Godwin was the first of the demigods to die. And then, like, 10 to 20 hours later, you get down here and pick up one, and, like, that thing over there, that's Godwin. He's still sort of alive. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't get resolved until a lot later. A lot like, later. <laughs> I, found, I found this face. I looked at the puzzle, I'm like, oh, hmm, that's kind of weird. And then I think literally 40 hours later, I found the area that sort of gives some more detail to this, what's actually happening here. (laughs) They showed it that early. Um, So I think the funny thing about it is because (laughs) since I was so exploration centric, um, Mm. I had uh, I had a little I had a little veggie. I had a little veggie in my inventory, a little, oh. a little, a little death root um, in mm. my inventory mm. because I had already encountered D because I had yeah. already killed the first Tibia Mariner. And yeah. um, I was like, those who live in death, Prince of Death, I'm like, oh, weird, connected. He's connected somehow to this and yeah. he's yeah. also like roots. And then I started looking around the... Uh, uh, the, the, what is the the ruins that the first Tibia Mariners at? Um, oh, the the, the village. Summon, yeah. Summon village. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and then started looking at uh, uh, those uh, what appeared to be just tree burrs, um, and realized, oh, hey, those things have eyes <laughs> on them. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah. when I saw uh, the visage of the Prince of Death, uh, I was like, oh, this has also has the same eyes. Okay, well, mm. this is uh, significantly more complicated than uh, that prologue, that opening yep. prologue led me to believe. Yep, 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 yep. Um, <laughs> the, the Prince of Death will be coming up not five often. months from now. <laughs> five months from now he'll be coming up at least one more time um actually while we're on the subject of eyes somewhere in the game is an area where the crabs also have that same face on their back oh no really like, yeah yeah it's it's a reference to a real life species of crab that we've, which is that we've covered crab. before <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah there there's a specific location in the overworld, it is directly above where further Prince of Death information can be found. Interesting. To be as vague as possible. And the crabs there all have little little uh, Prince of Death faces on their shells. That's gross. <laughs> it's awful. Um, I hate yeah, it. <laughs> because I, I discovered some other crabs that had some weird kind of i guess either faces or crowns on them in another mm. area but that was in a legacy dungeon so now yeah oh man i'm gonna have to oh, i'm gonna go crabs back. everywhere i'm just gonna crabs go back and, down. just gonna go back and look at them um yeah okay <laughs> yeah great yeah yeah um but yeah then we get to climb the metal gear solid three ladder and my god it's a long ladder they they do not skip on the scale of spaces no. I 
I enjoyed Dark Souls 2 for its, oh god, I only went down a little corridor, am I perceiving everything correctly, because this is a completely different zone, but I also just really enjoy them showing off, yeah, like, this place is this huge. Yeah. <laughs> Climb the ladder for two minutes, why don't you? <laughs> um, and from then on, I guess most of what's left is Godric. Yes. Right? Yeah. The grafted, the golden... The, the 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 coward uh i i oh I, my god i wanna i really need to bring up this detail because once again mm. because of uh information exploration affords information and allows me yep. to make wise decisions i yep. had uh encountered a fancy man that had been besieged by some <laughs> demi-humans uh, a guy yep. that sounded like he was completely full of shit uh, but yep. had some interesting information, mainly regarding how <laughs> Godric, uh, when faced with an actual demigod, um, mm. donned woman's clothing and fled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, um, of which oh, I it... I have actually seen a uh, um, an amazing illustration mm. on Twitter of that oh, that's great. and it is it's like it, <laughs> it, it, it's godric and what's what's still with his crown and his 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 uh braids but with like a shawl oh like a little <laughs> old granny shawl over his head oh my God. and and also lipstick um it's <laughs> it's really it's really fantastic i'll see if i can i can find that uh to, to share mm. um but yeah that's that's uh great and it also mm. is i think it's also here that's revealed that like while godric is is a shard bearer he's like a distant relation from the quote-unquote golden lineage yeah um, so he is godwin's so on so on so on so on like descendants cousin right. i think is the idea because the golden lineage is godfrey and godwin yes like, Godfrey, mm, yes. Godfrey was father to Godwin, who was Godwin the Golden was father to the Golden lineage, and then yeah, you get a couple generations down the chain, and then one of their cousins is Godric. Yes, exactly. And so, what was it? Kenneth called him. Kenneth called him a country bumpkin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> he's, he's just from out out in the sticks somewhere on the edge of Limgrave, and now he's coming and going. But I'm totally related to Godwin. Right. I should be allowed to have a shard. Also, I'm super... Uh, yeah, uh, so that weirds me. I really, I am utterly... Mm. Like, the shard, him having a shard... Well, uh, yeah, you know. He got strong enough to get one, but he had to do a bunch of grafting first. He had to do a bunch of grafting. Grafting, hey, that's a term that is used in botany that you do to plants. Wow. <laughs> that was also the <laughs> other reason why I'm like, man... This tree's evil. <laughs> I'm like everything. I'm like I'm like free associating all of this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that tree's evil. I get it. I I've played enough FromSoft mm. games. I know that you love your tree symbology. Hey, guess what? I still remember that the great old one from Demon Souls was oh, a yeah. tree. Like, yeah. you are not fooling me. <laughs> you might fool all these new players who are super excited and want to know what's going on. But I know that this, <laughs> this this shining, resplendent golden tree is is the villain all along. 
I think think the real Erdtree as a villain moment for me was reading an item description that said, once the Erdtree was not followed by anyone, but then after countless victories in war, it became order. I'm like, the tree won the war? Hmm. <laughs> this tree yeah, is right. out here starting fights. Out of control. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Godric is very distantly related to America. He's actually the only demigod who is not literally a full blood relative. Yes. Um, uh, I guess maybe Renala sort of. That's a, Renala's a weird situation. Yeah, it's a very um, bizarre situation. <laughs> but ba- but basically, all the other actual like throned demigods are real children of um an actual god which from soft jumped right up there which is lots of fun um but yeah he's he's weak and a, a tiny tiny weak man who wants to live up to his forefathers and so he decided the best way was an ancient technique he didn't invent it called grafting uh wherein you take someone's limbs and stick them all over your body yep. and make your body out of limbs he's driving the flesh mech yep um yep. uh <laughs> can can we just talk about the fact that he that he has clearly been a thing in some one form or another since the very first elden ring announcement trailer oh yeah where i loved it, him in that first trailer he was so mysterious and weird and just yeah it's <laughs> like hey here's this guy holding a severed arm oh look a bunch of arms are coming to greet the new arm <laughs> which <laughs> slow <laughs> which twitches and i'm like wow look at that that's like something that's been there the entire time and you know they probably mm. they might have shuffled it around uh, before but like that vision is is clearly something that has been there like since the very beginning like yeah actually beginning of like production for yeah for this game um it's oh, great yeah. Yeah. um i, I'm, I love I, the concept i'm actually <laughs> kind of amazed by like how story relevant a lot of the all that pre uh, a lot of the pre-release mm. media is mm. like because going back and looking <clears throat> at it now it's very much um oh you the, you just gave it all away like there but we didn't oh, have yeah. any context so we couldn't mm. make heads or tails of it look at you aren't yeah. you yeah aren't you clever <laughs> yeah i i do love that godric has been with us from the start um his finalized <coughs> design is perhaps one of the most like body horror monstrous things i've ever seen in a from software game because it's difficult to see clearly uh in a lot of the cutscenes where we're getting specific shots of him but like he has these freakishly long main arms which is because his arms are made of arms that are holding hands with other arms which are being grasped by other arms which ends in like a split merged seven fingered hand yeah <laughs> and stuff like that for his main for his main left arm and then he's got like all his little arms that are just there to pull his cloak on and off when he needs to get ready for a fight and then his leg is made of arms and um <laughs> and i think someone pointed out like when you defeat him all that's left is like this torso and head which are like yep. normal human sized and when you look at his model before that, uh, he has like arms that form collarbones, and then yep. n- and then his whole neck 
is arms because he's actually that thin and weedy underneath and this big important body is literally just hands holding himself together and it's ridiculous in its like detail it's it's so awesome <laughs> like his head is held out and framed by little little barely perceptible hands because like the shadows of his hair and stuff but he's like fully clad it's like a suit of armor more than anything else armor. it's wild <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> god damn it thanks <laughs> so, so, so there's a part of me yeah. <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> there's a part of me that really wants to believe that he had like an intention at the beginning which was mm. hey you know i've got to prop myself up as like the golden like uh, the 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 bearer of the golden lineage uh how do i do that i i i want to also reference like the Erd tree as i, mm. I subjugate mm. this region i'm going to try and make myself look like a tree <laughs> yeah. um yeah i could uh, buy that <laughs> um and uh, and at some point because he's like he's like shakespearean like nutter mm. mad at this point he's very theatrical <laughs> yes uh and he's monologuing at a dead dragon <laughs> right and it's literally it's literally it literally feels like hey i did all this and i'm still not strong enough to take over anything other than Limgrave. I just mm. have to keep taking more and more. Hey, yeah. here's a dragon. This dragon will surely give me the, I've got a I've got a I've got a rune chart. I've got I have got I've got a dragon. I can do it now. And it's like, no, mm. you, you you can't and you're sad and gross. You're super gross now. You got mm. you got you like because and you know that he like he even so i wonder if the grafted scions were like before he the tests for it or what yeah. because the grafted scions are like it's literally like a not a child but like 18 young teens torso mm. yeah. there's a little there's a, a little kid's face it gets a yeah it's like a child a, yeah, attached to up like so. I saw, I watched the video uh, that yep, yep, where they pulled yep. off the, the 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 cloak, his his modesty cloak, and it's just torsos fused Whoa. together. <laughs> it is like shockingly jun, uh, Junji Ito ish yeah. in in its design with that aspect of the body horror and then once again you've got arms clasped against other arms and fused and it's just like like what like did you think that this was he really thought it was gonna work and it's like bizarre because mm. he's forced to and it also kind of um you know feeds into the hey you know he keeps bringing tarnished here because he's grafting the tarnished to himself and i'm like mm. oh is that also just to like keep a tarnished from surpassing him in in any way <laughs> like literally like yeah. get rid of the competition and but i'm like yeah but you're you're putts like 
if a tarnish <laughs> if a tarnish is getting captured by you and grafted onto you, you're not you're not do you're not getting the best out of this this no. transaction. <laughs> oh man. Um the the uh the tree terminology goes further, just double checking on that Zuli the Witch video. Uh Scion is a descendant of a noble or reputable family. But it's also a term in gardening for a cutting intended for grafting. Yes. So it could not. It could even be not that the scions are the test subjects, but literally they limbs first get put onto scions before they are grafted onto Godric properly to mm. adjust them in some way. Or, or they need to be grown because his limbs mm. aren't the size of like not all of them are the size of like. The general commoner body. The commoners are yeah. longer than like a tarnished mm. person, but yes. the, yeah. they're not like bigger. And there's trolls and things, but those are like a certain size. His limbs look like mm. they have the same um, like clothes and little bangles and things on them, but they're different mm. sizes, so they must be. Maybe they put on the other grafted scion, they grow to somehow to the size he wants and then he plucks them and puts them on his own body yeah yeah, yeah that that all tracks um godric is uh capital n godric godric the gardener <laughs> godric the yeah. gardener oh god they could have gone he he maybe he was just he was worse. just a <laughs> like he's in the he offshoot of this thing gardener. he's just a palace gardener and then happened to have like some Oh God! Royal mm. blood oh, generations good. back, and that all mm. that got him was a gardener position. Yeah, yeah, they could have gone a lot worse with Stormvale because my mind just flashed to Garden of the Grafted as a zone where it's like trees that, upon closer inspection, are just arms with little arms as the branches. Oh yeah, all the all the leaves are hands. I'm like you... that could that could have been a thing. You, they could have. They could have actually brought <laughs> back the the moving tree from from Dark Souls One uh, in, in mm. that capacity. You know what? I'd be willing oh, to that bet be that awesome. that Miyazaki <laughs> probably considered it, considering like all the wacky oh, yeah. out there references mm. from the other games. It's like, eh, yeah, it's like mm, that's a bit much. It's a bit yeah. much for this set- setting. That if if he if he lived in like some <laughs> some literally the like the rotten's flesh pit, maybe that would work. But here, Stormvale, Stormvale's a little classy. It's a little classy yeah. for us. Yeah. It's got a veneer of decency and grandeur about it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't look too close, and looking too close <laughs> is getting up to the front gate. <laughs> <laughs> God, it is. <laughs> Oh man. Um but yeah, um Godric, yeah, like I said, visually awesome. Uh he's our first introduction to the fact that almost all the demigods have a ton of character to them. Yes. Like mainline bosses previously in From Software's games, like, you know, Dark Souls, etc. etc. Um have been important and have been imparted personality through like lore and item descriptions or in some NPC dialogue. But the number of times an actual boss has spoken to me before this is like, it might be twice, three times off the top of my head is like uh, Maria, Mikalash and Lothric 
are the only ones I can immediately think of. Maybe Nishandra. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot. Oh, yeah. Whereas here, it's like every single demigod except one has like some actual level of conversation with you. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Um, well, not not, and... not only that, you get um, Margit, mm. like, right before this, you get back-to-back yeah. Taki yeah. bosses. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, and it, it makes you feel like you have a lot more importance and agency, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, you're someone worth being spoken to. Uh, whereas in, in Dark Souls, you just show up and uh, someone attacks you usually right. uh, whereas here you know like you, you show up in godric's room and he's like he's doing his little evil monologue and then he notices you gives a little spiel about you know what he perceives your place to be in the world and his own place relative to you and that is such a good way to kick off a fight like it's just it's just like three lines of dialogue but it's so much better than you walk in and the boss picks up a sword and doesn't say anything it it feels like this might be like this might be the result of of good old Grimm's uh influence mm. on this because you know oh, he yeah. did he the, like main character like main story character names and all that and it because this more than any other um FromSoft game when it comes to uh uh, uh, characters and the way that characters relate to one another mm. it feels significant it feels like like i could draw the line the parallels mm. between this mm. and game of thrones like there is oh, yeah. a bunch of yeah. wheeling and dealing and scummy stuff going on in the background and has gone mm. on and it's like yeah there are a bunch of pe- there are a bunch of entities with actual agency in resolving this problem that are all trying to mm. do it their way and have their own wants and motivations and are absolutely not afraid to manipulate mm. one another. It actually, you know, it makes it feel very like pantheony uh in, yeah. in a way too. Yeah. Like like actual Greek pantheon. Mm. Like with the demigods and they're all vying for like the shards of the Elden Ring and then you've got people in the background doing stuff. And it's like, mm. yeah, this feels like more than any other from soft game that i've ever played like i actually want outside media that either mm. details like yeah. what happened before this like involving these characters because mm. these characters do actually have some character uh yeah, uh, yeah. as as antagonists in your journey yeah absolutely and there's been there's been so much fan art popping up in that regard. I think it helps that a lot of the characters are directly related, mm-hmm. but there's been stuff, there's been stuff of, you know, like people doing comics of Radan and uh, the other children of Renala at school, all learning different kinds of magic together and yes. stuff like that. Like I, I want that kind of thing. I, I God, I would read the, the pre shattering politics book. Honestly. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be, I want to be there for that because because <laughs> uh, because uh, you know they don't go in it into it in detail, but they like hint at it. And it's like yeah, these mm. like oh, we're the kids of God. We get to do like whatever we want, and you know there are people there loyal to some. There are people mm. there are sides that have turned against others, 
And it's just like, yeah, what were these characters like before? What were their relations to one another? Like, because it, like it, I'm, I've never been so fascinated by like the genealogy of yeah, like the characters yeah. in a FromSoft game, and that's wild considering how much genealogy <laughs> plays a part in everything Dark Souls related. But oh, this yeah. one, yeah. this one's like twisted and like skewed in a way where it's like, yeah, I want to know how these these characters interplayed with one another before the bad thing happened yeah god i just want to see one specific demigod before he became what he is in the game <laughs> I, I i hope he has feet i hope he had feet back then yeah that nice. was that was that was the thing that i hadn't noticed before and i'm like ooh, wow that's real bad it's even yeah. worse than him riding me I, ugh, it drives it drives <laughs> it drives me up the wall. I'm like, man, mm. I know that you uh, you like the memeiness of like the internet and Twitter, like, oh man, mm. Chad Horse. But I'm just like, ah, uh, I'm a I'm a feel sad. I'm a I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm a horse. I'm 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 Vincent D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket. I'm a guy that ate cancer to regenerate himself in an episode of The X Files, and I'm a horse. That's you that's gonna... what people who are named Leonard get in media. You're gonna wake up one morning with like a little set of carved rune rocks outside your front door that just says "horse ahead." Yeah. Right. <laughs> um but yeah 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 the family lineage and the family politics of the lands between is so fascinating um i have spent a lot of time thinking about it um, yeah I, but I, yeah yeah and god godric's place in it is so far removed from everything else like you said he fled all his major battles um he <laughs> he fought melenia like he challenged melenia to a fight yeah like, at that's one the point, one. That's the one. That's the where one he brave ran... thing he's ever done. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> one where he ran away dressed as a woman when she accepted. Um. Oh no, no, that was uh, when Radan tried to fight him. Oh, okay. Uh, Man, I forgot he, that he yeah. got. He, he tried to. He tried to step up to a bunch of demigods. Actually. Yeah, he did. He did. It's, it's like the shattering happens. Like this is my chance. I'm gonna do it. Radan, fight me, and then Radan starts sieging a city, and he's like, mm, I'm gonna leave, and yeah. he's like, I'm gonna fight Melenia, she's only got one arm anyway, how dangerous should, could she be? Yep. And, um, I believe I believe the phrase was uh, she forced him to kiss her feet in forgive, asking for forgiveness, or something like that. <laughs> like, he he did not measure up well. Um, and the the same is true when you get to him usually you'll be in that sort of 30 to 40 range i was closer to 50 i know leonard you were probably well over that that was like um, 69 when i got yeah, to him to be nice. perfectly honest yeah um he's he's a very cool fight i don't know that he's massively difficult as long as you're decently equipped um but god yeah. is he cool yeah oh he's so cool he is so nimble <laughs> Oh yeah, well he's got all those limbs. Yeah. He's just like springboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at first he doesn't look at though because he's just like the start of the fight is him lumbering over towards you, and then 
you go, oh, wait, but this is Stormvale where they've all got that cool wind martial art and he just does a break dance around yeah. the arena and, like, leaps up, he shoots wind at you. Um, and then you reach 50% HP and he starts this big attack animation where he's, like, halfway down to the ground. He lifts his axe way up. And um, this triggers a cutscene, but I found out through personal experience that he can hit you with the axe that triggers the start of the mid-fight cutscene. Sure can. And it's um, still, a, still a hitbox. <laughs> it's still a hitbox, and it hurts. Um, but yeah, his, his ultimate move is uh, he grafts himself to the dead dragon in his courtyard. Yep. And uh, just has a dragon arm now. Yep, and, a dragon um, head just, as an arm now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, once again, super body horror of him, like, he cuts his arm off, blood stump with broken bones and all, and just jams it <laughs> into yeah. the dragon's neck. And it just, and it just, 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 all the connections yeah. are made. All the connections yeah. just get made. Because... And, like, and, like, you can see them getting made because the head twitches and then, like, coughs up blood yep. as it starts to bond into his body and everything it's crazy um and then he's got a dragon for an arm he calls on his forefathers to bear witness yep uh and he is the happiest boss i've ever fought in anything <laughs> i think because yep. he loves he loves having a dragon for an arm he's like cackling to himself while he's fighting you after that it's ridiculous yeah he's like he's <laughs> like i could have done big... this sooner i yeah. should have done this right away this is great oh, I, I, I really it really feels like he like this was going to happen at some mm. point it probably was going to happen in a way like in a way worse way where he's like hey i should mm. probably like graft these wings on and i'll yeah of course i'll yeah. need the head um, like he's just like he's so he's so crazy he's like yeah. such a mad dog like and it's like the kind of crazy where it's like oh you're crazy like i said before you're crazy because you realize that you can't do it like you're mm. you're going to be the big fish in this little pond for as long as humanly possible and your your agenda is to stop like anyone fixing the problem as hard mm. as you can because you're too impotent to do it you're, to be able to do it yourself so yeah, yeah. like the laughing and like ha ah, look at I, I and I, you know I I I it, it's weird to feel like FromSoft made a reference to a a piece of popular media but mm. every single time i see the the mid uh fight cutscene where he's like forefathers bear witness and the dragons mm. like spewing flame i'm like yeah that really feels like a fury road <laughs> reference <laughs> yeah like, for sure it, like i'm like is that like the first time i was like is is that a Mad Max Fury, like an explicit <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road I mean, reference, or is it just is... my brain having ingested all of this media? <laughs> is he the blind guitarist? <laughs> yes, yeah, possibly. I mean, listen, there, there's an explicit reference to Frozen in this game. Th so. This is true, <laughs> but that's 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 the <laughs> translation stuff. True, like... <laughs> that is a good translation. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I, look, I wouldn't put it past him. I'm sure Miyazaki liked Fury Road. He seems like he has taste. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is It is wild. Um, he, he also gets a good grab attack here. He does. Like, my, my definition for a good grab attack, incidentally, is should be well telegraphed and should look brutal once it hits you. Yep. Both of these guys, the Ulcerated Tree Spirit and Godric, have a breath weapon. They like, literally spew fire. And both of their grab attacks involve grabbing you in their mouth and then using the breath weapon while you're in the mouth, which, of course, they would. Right. Um, and li- literally cooking you, in Godric's case, while he's going, ha, 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 just... Yeah, after slamming you to the ground and pinning you between the jaws Mm, and just, um, like, creme brulee torching you into the (laughs) ground. (laughs) Yeah, he's so wild. Like, again, not crazy difficult on the scale of, like, FromSoft bosses, um, but, like, just pure, pure joy to fight, (laughs) pure joy to experience. Um, and then, yeah, and then you beat him, and he's just reduced to his actual remaining physical form, which is a limbless torso on the ground. Um, and if you rest at the grace in his arena, Gostock shows up and starts kicking him. <laughs> yeah. Just for added measure. <laughs> just s- repeatedly, like, uh, <laughs> stamping on his head, like, ah... Uh... Mm. I'm like, oh, so you're you're kind of a little bit of patches, and you're a little bit of Alfred from Bloodborne. <laughs> I see. Um, uh, to which I uh, uh, immediately murdered him because he had been stealing my rooms. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, oh man, yeah. Uh God, what a, what a good area. Stormvale is. It's a re- it's a really it's a very strong like I I really wish that they had used like a better phrase than legacy dungeon because that feels like mm. it came out that drop just fell out of an MMO like from yeah. it is a very good classic from soft like dungeon like yeah they they took a dungeon from one of their games mm. and then plopped it into their open world but crafted it with the same kind of love and detail that they craft of their mm. you know linear game uh yeah. which is weird a weird thing to say like consider that all of these old games are can now be considered linear <laughs> when compared yeah. to Elden Ring <laughs> um but yeah it's it's crazy it's 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 a really good first impression um mm. uh, it so. is it it's probably one of the better legacy dungeons in the game but yeah. all the other ones are still pretty good yep it's just i think I think this is one of those, you know, it's the first proper one, so make sure it gets as much <coughs> attention as it needs kind of deal. Because um, it, it's ridiculous how deep and wide and incredible it is. <laughs> um, there's, there's, not, there's not a bad legacy dungeon out there. I think no. this is just the best one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, Dave, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, uh, one <laughs> thing that I <laughs> that I wanted to touch on as we go through these mm. Um, mm. these episodes uh, are the the overt influences and some of the things that um, reading into 
can potentially be considered influences. So uh, one of the things mm. that Miyazaki had dropped um, in an interview was the the influence of the Eternal Champion series uh, by Michael Moorcock, which is it's not a single series. It's it's a bunch of different uh, multiverse things. Before that was a, mm. a term. Uh, so the um, Elric of Manebene, um, Erikos, uh, Dorian Hawkmoon, and then the specifically um, the Corum Chronicles. Uh, I started reading the Corum Chronicles, and they're it's not a one to one, but it's probably the closest you're going to get of things that appear in one media and then like almost directly they're in Elden Ring. So, mm. uh, Corum itself is the, um, it's the journey of, um, what one, one Corum, um, Jalen Erse. He is a, uh, the closest thing is they're kind of like the Eldar. Uh, they're, yeah. uh, it's, it's a race of, um, they're kind of like demigods. They're, uh, mm. They're people that existed before mankind, uh, and they were at war with another race, uh, but the wars mm. were very um, civil, I guess is the best way you could put them. Um, they're yeah. not, they, in their eyes, it was a, a thousand, the, 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 his race lives for hundreds of years, Um and over their lifetime, they devote all of their attentions to, uh, it used to be war, to, uh, war as a pastime, the study of it, but now it's become, um, music, dancing, the arts, like that's, he, he, he okay. can spend months just working on part of a, like a sonnet, uh, or he's just playing a part of an instrument for just, it's, it's very like idyllic life like they don't do mm. anything uh and they each um they each live in uh little little castles and it will be like it's he lives with his father mother two sisters and like 20 servants in a giant castle like the, the, the they just don't mm. they live so long but they don't interact with like other members of their race much like yeah oh we saw you know uncle nick 200 years ago how's he doing i don't know well maybe we'll find out they, they he does the time isn't a thing so they're just like well i'll check on him in five years which to them is like mm. next week because it just doesn't matter right right but uh the 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 kickoff of of his journey is uh, well he's he's sent to by his father to go check on a cousin and so he rides out from the castle to go do that and he 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 run he sees um the these they're it's mankind but they're called the mabden uh it's almost <laughs> a one to one to like so i wouldn't say that this is going to go specifically just into elden ring i think that this kind of thing is dark souls on the whole um but parts right. of it are like yes you can see exactly where some of this stuff slots in uh the mabden are the like the furtive pygmies they're they're just they're beneath his notice 
they're just they're he sees them every couple hundred years and they're mm. they're they're involved in little petty squabbles they're they're barbaric they're uncultured they're just grubby little creatures on that you know are scurrying about the, <laughs> the the land and um they're in it's, it's a war band and he sees that they're uh they're armed with because before he's like well they had like some iron swords like there's garbage stuff that they made but it was not very art artistic it's like well now they're look like they're decked out in in um newly made weapons and some of their library is like of my race like that's not a thing that they should they can't craft it like they're stupid Mm-hmm. Uh, and he finds out that they've the the Mabden have gone and raided um, all of the other castles of his people, and he finds out that everyone's pretty much been killed. But since they don't talk to each other, they, there's no way he would have learned that, right? Uh, and it 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 sort of turns out that the the Mabden had always feared um, um, Coram is uh, Nadrach. And the hmm. the Mabden had always feared the Nazarek as like gods, like they they just they 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 have powers that the little people just don't have. He can uh, hmm. he can see through like the, the 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 world is composed of I think it's like five planes of existence, and he can travel between them at will and see into the other planes. Uh, and that's view like to him that's just like oh that's just what you do. Um, but to the Magden, those are sorceries that are beyond, you know, humans' abilities. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out that humanity, on the whole, uh, are are agents of they they, they they've been like bred and uh, coerced into becoming agents of chaos. And it's like the big chaos. There's there's law and chaos. The two factions of mm-hmm. like outer gods uh yeah. and uh the outer gods are even decorum they're like myth they're mythic things like even with his long-lived race they just they've been around so long that they don't even remember like oh there's there, there's pretend there's legends of things that exist outside of like where we're at but you know, we've been around for thousands of years and we never saw anything like that, you know, and I don't see anything in the five other planes of existence. Of, that, of mm. course, that's all there is, just these five planes that we can see. Uh, and so pa- powered up by chaos, the, the uh, humanity um, having found this power to, to rival the, the what they see as their gods, the, um, the Nadra, they've murdered them all because they were like well our our king says that you know we we uh we're inventive we can rule the land we're we're the the servants of chaos in this realm and mm-hmm. uh, these elder races they're they're just um they don't they have terrible evil sorceries but they're lazy and they won't pay tribute mm-hmm. to us so we're just going to take it and they they uh, they raise and kill all the the Nadrak and um, Coram is like the last of his race, and he gets he gets captured and he gets his arm cut off and his eye like 
burned out. Uh, and mm. in his, uh, he, he escapes through the other planes because he can kind of like plane walk, but it's his powers are diminishing. Like the, the, they're of order. So the stronger chaos gets like the weaker, the forces of order oh, right. get. And um, he, he, he's reduced more to like a mortal. He, they're already mortal. They can be killed, of course, but um, his extra supernatural sort of powers are like very limited he gets almost nothing he can he might as well just be a regular slightly taller person uh but he through through help of another like a sort of trickster god um he ends up getting uh the he gets the the hand of quill i think yeah he gets the uh, eye of rin and the hand of quill so he gets grafted onto his arm and his eye <laughs> uh um elder god like dead elder god body parts because mm. he needs something stronger to go fight the um the, the lords of chaos mm-hmm. yeah and the lords of the of his the the lords of chaos are um i think it's like five it's the the knight of swords the queen of swords the king of swords and there's one or two other ones uh, but the first guy that he has to encounter is the Knight of Swords, who's in control of these f- like five planes of existence, and you find out there's multiple planes of existence. Each of them are under control of one of the um, God of Swords. Uh, the the Knight of Swords, when he encounter when Corum encounters him, it's um in this weird like illusory castle and uh he finds out that the knight of swords is this giant corpulent like naked hairy dude that's just Mm. uh engaging in um like uh, just a bunch of hedonism and pleasures and he's uh he's just the way he's described is all i could think of was the um Oh, what's the the weird blobby guy in Demon Souls with the mm. with the bird crown? Uh, the adjudicator. Um, yeah, yes. It's like that where he's just huge. Like a, a he's just like people. He has his human like little thralls or just they crawl over his body like lice. Uh, and Coram mm. has to figure out like how he's supposed to fight a dude that like he's the size of he can like probably run around on the god's like fingernail like he's very small in comparison mm. uh and you get like seen to that like the, the 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 knight is like swinging this you know a, a big sword that's might as well be the size of like a mountain so it's that dichotomy of like mm. a really tiny person and fighting a giant <laughs> thing um he bestowed with his hand of uh the hand of quill and the uh eye of rin he can see into like other there's other planes past the five um and he sees into like this realm of death like a sort of like weird netherworld and there's uh like spirits trapped in this cave and with his hand he can like pull them out uh, and what it turns out to be is 
he pulls these enslaved um, spirits uh, and they'll come to help him, but they want like in exchange a prize. And so they'll, they'll take some of whatever he had them fight and pull them into that weird cavern universe. And (laughs) after, after each time, whatever was killed most recently becomes the thing that he can summon Oh. To, to do next, so okay. he, he he gets enemy summons from like whatever he's fighting, and so he's consistently oh. fighting like like crazier and larger things, and just gets to take those. Like he fights um, weird weird vultures, and so he can summon like a group of crazy vultures, uh, which end up killing this giant uh, floating shark, which he uses to kill a bunch of pirate guys. Like it just keeps going. He'll kill something else and then use, he'll summon those to do, to fight the next boss. Mm. I, I, I like the idea of it's like, yeah, I gotta just like get some other sucker to take my place in this death cave. So, yeah, sure, I'll help because then it means I get to go. I stop being here. Yeah, they stop being dead because they're they've been killed mm. and they're trapped in like a limbo. Uh, and there's there's a lot of like morality and stuff going on because he uh, he's on the side of order and he and he's literally he'll he'll start eventually like literally serving the god of order that's in his universe once he gets rid of enough chaos to like reinstate the god of order and then he has to go to the next mm. realm to fight that god to to kind of continue to like reassert order through all the universes. Mm-hmm. But oh, it's, it's flames. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's a video gamey before that was a thing. Like mm-hmm. this, these books are written, mm-hmm. I think in the late sixties, early seventies. And um, yeah. it, it just, it hits so many of like I'm just reading it, going, okay, he's grafted some stuff onto him. Now he's using spirit summons. Like it's, they're they're kind of tropey, but in a way that's like it's too obvious. Like this stuff's yeah, it's all in it's the same very specific. Book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very specific to be a, a coincidence. Yeah, hmm. and uh, the other book that I'm reading at the moment and it's way more of a it's not really a slog per se but it's um uh uh carl jung's um red book the liber novus and that is a it's kind of like a dream journal that he wrote um but it hits mm. the main so i would say it's like his it's his journey to discover the meaning of the soul and of of God of, kind of things like that of that nature. It's like it's it's not quite a philosophy, but it's pretty close. Uh, but the the different um, it's framed as a fiction, uh, sort of like um, Dante's Inferno or or uh, like the Divine Comedy or Paradise Lost. It's it's. It's a journey of a, a single man through a bunch of weird vistas and meeting strange mm-hmm. people and like sort of trying to contextualize like what he's doing. Um, 
but the steps that he's taking and the places that he's going like those they're not biomes but like that idea ends up it's it's not one-to-one but it's really close to how like the journey of the tarnish is going okay you could frame mm-hmm. that those steps like those those um the little sort of bullet points along the way hit on what elden ring is doing it, it it's mm-hmm. it's sort of framed in like if you're looking um to see the influence of uh, George R. R. Martin and like what he was contributing, and then what um, what the FromSoft team was doing, this the game itself, I think allegorically can be taken as like an adaptation of the Libra Novus and used it like maybe that as a framework. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I will discuss not not now, but quite a bit later because we have to hit more far more of the stuff in the game to like broach like what's going on it's, it's too spoilery or you know it's, it's, it's it would be talking about stuff way later in the game yes <laughs> yes too too narratively focused for yeah yeah for for, just for... getting to Stormvale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i just wanted to like bring those up and in particular um the quorum chronicles mostly because i think more people should read that i think it's just i i had been familiar with like elric of melnebony but not the other uh, of michael moorcock's works which they're it's um they're easy like quorum itself i'm just listening to a uh oh oh it's an it's the audio book of it but it's um like fully voice casted and it's it's built mm. it came out a few years ago but it's built as a movie in your mind because it's not just um <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of silly but uh it's it's a full voice cast um and it's also done with um like sound effects like the whole time okay so it's i'm like there's a there's there's a term for that it's called a radio drama yeah yeah it's it's, the advent of radio yeah no it's a movie in your mind letter for your mind (laughs) yeah no it's it's like an old serial uh radio play right which is which is fantastic but it but unfortunately it's or it's the um abridged version because they tightened um the story to i think make the dialogue flow better mm. since it's a since it's, it's put into a play but it's still right having to cover all of the um narrator talk as well like they're just the general oh, okay. narrative uh but i also picked up there there's really nice um uh condensed because it's a, it's a six book series but they condensed uh, the unabridged versions into three or two, three book sets. So you're mm. getting the whole. You're just buying two books and getting the whole six book series. Because mm. uh, individually, you're it, it's not inexpensive to get the um, the audio books into because they're just independent books. So it's oh, like right. fifteen dollars a piece to, to get a single audio book. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. you can spend that and get three of the books together um but that would require reading dave that would require reading however i did want to go through and like 
read the unabridged one because I just really enjoyed what was going on. And I was like, well, I feel like I don't know what they're cutting out of here, but the there's probably more explanation or more like set dressing stuff going on. Because mm. mm. there's like a romance subplot. There's there's some other stuff happening, but there's um it's a lot of fun just listening to some of the the villains have like really good actors behind them. I I don't think I'm as down with the the guy voicing Corum himself. Uh, <laughs> oh no! He, because the, the the problem is Corum is um he's a soft boy. <laughs> he whines right a lot. <laughs> um, and he's he's like a a pale, thin elfin man. Uh, who's who's doing a lot of physical battles and things, but he he just he's trying to portray like the emo. There's a lot of emotional strain on him because now he's no, the okay. last of his race, and that comes with a lot of baggage. Uh, right, and so he's and doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, and he's and he's stuff. you know well he's he's trying to battle cast by himself. I mean, he has some help, but he's doing a lot of it on his own and just using the uh the hand and eye given to him are like moral problems because he mm-hmm. knows he's entrapping the soul or what he realizes eventually that he's entrapping the souls of like living things in this terrible limbo and then using them to go capture more it's like a weird cycle that he's just not down with he's like this isn't very orderly this is very chaotic <laughs> like this sounds it's like a necromantic bad Pokemon. yeah yeah he's like this sounds like a bad thing and i got this through very very dubious um he got it from a a, a, a very creepy npc guy basically <laughs> so the side characters are a lot of fun um and i think a lot of that shines in the um the audio play format uh and i and i mm. haven't sat down and read it but i'm like i have the voices in my head now from listening to like three books oh. yeah and i'm yeah. going oh i wonder how that's gonna play out because i just i don't need this version of quorum like i want to know what it's too late to like know what my head is going to come up with for like listening to him like talk mm. so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if there's more um one-to-one things in the later books uh there there there's just some weird it's just really visual stuff there's a he ran into it he found a desert that um it it goes on forever but he it's it's the sand isn't even like sand it's 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 the the dried blood from like some crazy battle that went on uh and somewhere a, a demigod was killed and its blood is continually just leaking through the desert in a like a, a, a white river of corrosive fluid so there's a lot of just weird stuff there's like <laughs> chaos um the, the chaos the queen of swords uh she like can control certain areas and she uh just for their amusement she like made one area just a terrible fireplace like a uh a land of volcanic like magma I and mean, it's it's encircled by fire and she trapped um actually i don't even know it was her it might have been the the knight of swords anyway one of the chaos gods trapped uh what quorum actually found out was um a remnant of the um uh, Vada, uh the 
the yeah the Vardog race like his his people were there i think i said not drunk and that's oh, the guys mm. but the uh his race like got trapped there and the 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 queen of his people like, of that area like she went blind and uh she's just trying to like keep her people alive but there's only a few of them left and like her husband a lot of them just chose to wander into the fire the, the ring of fire to like see if they could just get through it but they just died because it just mm. immolated them and then some other people were like well we don't want to sit in this terrible like barren wasteland so we're just going to walk into the fire because we know it's going to kill us so there's just a lot of like ennui <laughs> going on <laughs> um Oh, you mean it's a sad crap world full of uh, yeah. jerks and monsters? Yeah, it's <laughs> so dark. Look, so, it's so a, Dark Souls and a Brumsoft game. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a fucked up little world, and only you, Corum, the most fucked up little man, can save the day. <laughs> and, oh yeah, it's it's messed up. He he used the the um the eye and the hand to summon um. And it wasn't the vulture. I think he just summoned some other people he had killed to to battle the. Oh, that's what happened. He it's the first time he used the hand because he didn't know what it did, and it summons these um these demon spirits that are uh they're they're creatures from another plane that uh, the um humans kept confusing his race with, like they just. <laughs> it's it's like a cursed creature and they just kept calling like as like a derisive term his people like they were just like oh yeah you're this this weird cursed things he's like no i found those cursed things they're horrifying they're um they're kind of like death eaters like they're just weird wraiths that mm. have scythes or something i don't remember but they he summoned them and they were like he's like help me because he's these guys on weird dragon lizards are trying to attack me can, can you get them away and then the the wraiths are like we'll help you if you give us a prize and he's like sure whatever and he, he didn't know and, and the wraiths went and like just murdered all those the guys that were attacking him in the wasteland and dragged them all into the other dimension and he's like well that was unfortunate <laughs> And it turns out that um, he he meets the queen, and then she's like, "Where's all my guards?" And he's like, "Oh, oh no, I killed them." <laughs> and she's like, "Those those were our those were my people. We've been exiled here for hundreds of years, and I you know I'm the of, of this race." And he's like, "Oh, ah, I just murdered the last <coughs> of my people that I thought I was the last of." So he like. <laughs> killed his own people and didn't know except how helmets oh, no. on <laughs> and couldn't see their faces yeah. Yeah, right yeah and then he finds out that um not only did he murder them but now he's like bound them to him their spirits into mm. this tormented other realm so they went to like a worse place and <laughs> he, at that point he doesn't know that they'd like will just keep switching out but his hope is that whatever mm. switches out like their spirits are released to like heaven or you know some afterlife that's not that terrible plane yeah. but he has no idea because yeah. he doesn't know how it works mm -hmm. there's just a lot of like things like that that pop up and the like moral quandaries of should i just keep using this terrible like el like outer god powers 
because like i need it to go fight the other outer gods because <laughs> like I, i'm not strong enough without this thing mm. like it, it's i have to yeah. use it so it it's a real it's a weird like you can see where the idea of like godric the grafted if he was the protagonist of his he's he's the protagonist of his own story like he, yeah like he's yeah he needs power to go fight the other the, 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 my gods for whatever reason he just wants more power um and he'll just do whatever he can to to get to it but uh what struck me really was the 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 description of Coram and his people is like right in line with the sort of features of the commoners in Stormvale. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're sort of just okay. taller, thinner than mm. the other people walking around. Like they're real lanky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they're they're fair skinned. Uh, so that just like I was like okay yeah I could I could see this. Again, it's not a one-to-one, but if they're saying that this series or these series of things are like inspirations for Elden Ring and Dark, like I, it's hitting too many notes to be like coincidental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just for if if anyone's interested in reading or listening to something that's more of like what Elden Ring is kind of offering, uh, but in a, like a pulpy version uh the the quorum chronicles mm. is, is would be your series of books and probably along with um elric is uh urban fantasy more like it's it's it, it's sort of the same but then it starts doing modern day stuff that's not i don't mm. find as fun but you know yeah. to each their own that's more of a like a drow kind of thing going on but yeah that's um oh I'm trying to work in bringing another guest on to discuss more directly the um, the Libra Novus stuff because that's uh, Jung isn't. I'm, I'm this is my first like deeper reading into Jung stuff, and I'm just not. Uh, I didn't take a bunch of courses in philosophy, so it's it's way more <laughs> dense than um, than I'm able to just easily like discuss. But uh, ha- mm-hmm. having if we can manage it, having someone on, uh, or if any, you know, listeners are interested in, in hashing mm. out stuff. That's like this, these tangential things that they feel, um, are related in some way or can be read, uh, using those as like, uh, uh, sort of codex into like what Elden Ring is doing, uh, I think would be interesting as we go. Hmm. Mm, definitely anyway that's me rambling far too long on like i meant to make that shorter but um yeah that i don't have anything else <laughs> all right so we'll i think wrap it up I, yeah i, I, think for, I we, forgot i was hosting I that, <laughs> yeah. that was uh yeah that was uh that's all very interesting um it is actually really interesting to see potential influences from from other works uh which uh you know me i don't think miyazaki ever like states anything outright uh at least as i think this is the first time that i've actually heard of him like referencing something directly uh which Mm. is cool uh because it's always nice to have something to to look at uh for influences oh yes aside from uh uh, miura's berserk which is 
that's that's yeah, no secret right, right. <laughs> um yeah i i oh man it's so yeah uh this game's great i can't wait until mm-hmm. we talk about more of it because there's like well, so much interesting weird weirder stuff uh and weirder creatures and and the 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 mechanics of the world and everything revolving around that because uh, hey guess what you know what 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 <laughs> you know what Miyazaki loves doing more than putting poison swamps into his games he likes giving you a creation myth that is complete and total bullshit if you spend <laughs> like more than five minutes looking at it so yeah. uh yeah <laughs> i'm i'm very i'm very excited because um yeah i loved uh my time with elden ring i had to i had to rush through it so i could actually do real stuff but uh it, it's nice to review it in this format uh, and talk about well, like its creatures and its world and its concepts mm Yeah, and there's like little bits that like because I am playing this behind you guys, like I had no idea that like the crack jars. I I thought that was a one use thing, and I was getting really upset. I don't. I was like, I'm not using any of these. <laughs> I only have like one of them. Like this. Yeah. So I, I've yeah. never used any of. I've, I've crafted <laughs> them, but didn't use them because it's like, well, this mm. is a very specific item. I don't want to waste on whatever. So, and these <laughs> jars are expensive. I, yeah, I didn't know you were like stockpiling them, sort of. That's good to know. Mm. And I tried that yeah. teleport trap. That went badly. Yep. And I, yep. I have good. no idea Excellent. how anyone was. I, I was level 30, I think. And I couldn't, mm. I could barely get through that cave at all. I'm going, man, if you're level <laughs> seven or whatever, uh, yeah. you're just going to be stuck here for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unless you accidentally find the way out like I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll do our admin. Uh, Cameron, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, you can find me uh, talking a little bit about our flag means death. You should go watch that if you like Taika Waititi. Uh, and in the coming weeks, there'll be pictures of my new house and my cat in my new house, presumably. <laughs> so uh if you want that kind of content go find me there uh leonard how about you yes you can find me on twitter as well uh at uh dr faust is dead you can also find my secondary twitter account at umbra Knox productions uh and if you as always if you have any interest in my video essay work also search youtube for dr faust is dead and my live action work will live on <laughs> uh umbra Knox productions on youtube dave where can mm. people find you you can find me on Twitter pretty much exclusively at sentinot underscore plus. That will be in the show notes as always. And you can find the podcast at monsterdeer.monster or on Twitter at mon underscore demonster. That'll be us for this time. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know if we'll be back next week. We'll see. Stuff gets, well, stuff gets busy, but we'll be back soon yes. and we'll let you know in advance <laughs> what that will be on. So for now... Bye-bye, folks. Bye, everyone.